Hello and welcome to Kathleen Peterson's Power Book series, Communication Essentials for the 21st Century Contact Center. This is dealing with difficult people, or as I like to say, the taming of the few. We're in a situation right now with lots of people having become remote workers and a pandemic that is driving massive social and cultural changes. And in healthcare in particular, uh, you're at the front lines. So what we're looking here is how do we make the best of a tough situation? And the tough situation is gonna yield some folks who are unhappy and who are disappointed. And we're helping them overcome that. In so doing, we're going to talk about how to diffuse and how to de-escalate. We're going to look at transforming negative energy into positive action. We have a lot of names for difficult people. Whiners, looters, lunatics, and a number of names that would be inappropriate for broadcast purposes. But we all have them. The other thing we all have in common is from time to time, we're the difficult person. So throughout this conversation, consider what has it taken in your experience to de-escalate or to escalate your behavior as a customer or as a patient? I'd like to start by asking the question of who should be taking responsibility for this or who or what created this monster? Well, in this case, like any, really, we as humans have a stimulus response psychology. An event occurs, we, may, we have a response. A lot of us have conditioned ourselves to response very, respond very quickly to situations based on you know, past experience which is fine in, your, in our personal lives. When we look at stimulus response, between those two lies the valley of choice. So when something triggers us, we sometimes react badly because we didn't think about making a choice. We need to understand what our triggers are some people say there are buttons, but I've looked closely all over my whole body and there are no buttons. So buttons is a belief system that is really a defense mechanism that we use to defend our loss of control. And that's really what we're talking about here is if, if certain stimuli, someone uses a tone of voice that's that makes you, reminds you of uh, being scolded or accusatory or confrontational. For some folks that has an immediate reaction of deterioration of the interaction. But that's a choice. And some folks, again, argue that it's not a choice because I have these buttons. Well, the first thing we're gonna do is you gotta remove the buttons because there really aren't any. The only button that we need to bring into a contact center um, environment is the button that says, I'm here to produce a good outcome. 
So I have to choose my response to all these challenging situations that will yield the objective I, I have set for myself. So once we assume responsibility, it's going to be much more difficult for, for us to be dragged in as a participant. So think about the fact that in all of this, it takes two to tango. When we talk about the progression of conflict, we got to think about what are the what are the different lanes our brain can sit in. You know, the first is clarity. Clarity is the best place to be. We can fall into confusion when things don't make sense around us, or I can't understand why this patient that's calling me or this customer that's calling me is so upset about something that I consider trivial. So that's confusing to me. That same, conf what's confusing me may, however, deteriorate into frustration. Frustration only has one real direction, and that's down. And that takes us down to conflict. So if we want to stay closer to clarity, we kind of want to stay in confusion. Confusion makes me curious. What do I need to know about this person? What has de what what has been the disappointment? What is their concern really? Is it there that I'm wasting my I've taken this has taken me more time than I wanted it to take. This is uh, ridiculous, um, etc. So our job as the strategic communicator in these interactions is to stay above frustrations. A couple of tools to help us do that. And the two key ingredients are empathy and action. Empathy says, put yourself in the other guy's shoes. And if you think about times when you've been difficult and resolution has occurred, typically it's because somebody providing service chose not to be mirroring your frustration or anger. They instead became empathetic. Empathy calms an angry person. Empathy diffuses potentially escalating situations, and it will make your work life way less stressful, not to mention making your home life and your work life more satisfying because we're managing situations that take a professional approach controlling this interaction and not letting it deteriorate. So then people sometimes ask, well, does empathy mean agreement? I think not. Empathy means we will agree. We will actually create an agreement about the fact that I understand that I have listened to what that person said. And if you want to be empathetic, you must be an excellent listener. Listening is what allows you to understand. It what it's what allows you to identify what the disappoint where the disappointment resides. It allows you to understand at an instinct level what is going to be the best path for me to take with this particular personality. So yeah, we are going to create an agreement, but it's going to be an agreement that says, I understand and here's what I'd like to do. Or I agree completely, here's what I would like to propose. 
we've also got to acknowledge their feelings. And when we're acknowledging feelings, it's important to adopt a methodology called, or a methodology called transformational vocabulary. If a caller is suggesting to you, I am so frustrated with this, what you do not want to do is say, I can hear how frustrated you are. No, no, we have an opportunity here. We already understand frustration is really the bridge to conflict. We have the opportunity to say, I, I can hear your concern. What we did there was deliberately change the caller's word, frustration, to the word concerned, which reduces the intensity of the language. So anytime we have an opportunity to reduce the intensity, that goes for if someone's screaming at you, talking softly, letting them vent, also works out. It is under these guidelines for managing the actions that you take where you're the, you're at a, an intersection of sorts. You're at a crossroads of which way this call is going to go. There's something quite exciting, actually, about navigating someone who's very concerned, disappointed, upset into a place of feeling better. It's, it's really very powerful. So within those actions that we are looking at, this is where the real power comes from. Yes, we're going to acknowledge. Yes, we're going to uh, agree within from a contextual perspective, but we may also apologize. I'm really sorry that happened. But we are going to more quickly move to action. Here's what I can do now. What would it take to fix this for you. Sometimes it's best to understand what they want. And then when they tell you, at least you know how much work you have to do. We can use things like, instead of saying, no, I could never do that, that's ridiculous. I might say, here's what I'd like to propose and make an offer. Because instead of arguing against what they want, propose what is possible. Here's what, here's what I can do today. Here's what's within my capabilities. Let's solve this together. So understanding your ability to, to use empathy, to craft a, a, a contextual agreement, to acknowledge feelings while potentially reducing the intensity, to keep moving back towards, away from frustration, towards confusion, closer to clarity, is still dependent on making sure we understand what triggers our loss of control. That is critical to all of this. And if when you're listening to the caller, you're also formulating your response, then you know you've stopped listening and a potential trigger has been activated. What are some sure signs of ex escalation? Anger, silence, clearly frustrated con uh, vocabulary, uh, loud voice, sadness, crying, high-pitched voice, venting, uh, a hostile tone being taken. We all recognize that, but when we see it, avoid adding fuel to the fire. Phrases like, you have to understand. 
90% of us would say, no, I don't. And now where are we going? That's a conflict. I might say it's right there. It's right there on the website. It's right there in the portal. Well, now I'm calling you stupid. Or I, it, you know, almost any phrase that begins with the word you in a in, in this kind of environment is un, like, unlikely to yield a, a good response. You need to calm down now. Great. Now again, you're scolding me. Well, it should work. Well, should is not a powerful word. It's very weak because it has really no meaning. It should is nothing. It doesn't mean anything. So eliminate that. We can't do that. We don't do that. We will put out more fires when we say, here's what I can do. Here are the limitations I'm operating from. Or, you know, another fuel to the fire phrase is, well, nobody else had that problem. No one else has complained. That is completely meaningless and insulting to the caller and only, only serves to satisfy some, some trigger in the, in the provider. How about some phrases that de-escalate? I'm glad to help you. I'm going to take ownership of that right now. I can help you with that. Please call us anytime. Let's explore some alternatives. Here's my understanding of the situation. Let's work together to find a solution. Would it be all right if I ask a couple of more questions for clarification? You're a valued patient. You're a valued customer. Something that indicates that we're on the same side. We're not oppositions. Uh, you know, we're not against each other. And of course, one of the things that causes calls to escalate or when some process has failed. So make sure that we don't indict other departments as we explain. Well, it's no wonder, it's no wonder you didn't get there. You know, it's, it's no wonder your merchandise didn't show up. That shipping department's stupid. No wonder you didn't get a lab test. That lab is known for being slow. None of that has value to the caller. Make sure that you know the appeal or escalation process so that fulfillment of this objective is undertaken in the way that you promised that it would be. So as Ambrose Bierset once said, speak when you are angry and you will make the best speech you will ever regret. Thanks for joining us today. Till next time.